0: You're listening to Be Health Connected, a podcast by the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition. Your host for today's episode is Lauren Rumspecker, BHC Senior Director of Member Engagement and Communications. Hello, I'm Lauren Rumspecker and thanks for listening to this episode of the BHC's new Be Health Connected podcast. For the last two years, the BHC has been working with employers on the Defeat Diabetes STL campaign, a collaborative effort to prevent, better manage, and reverse type 2 diabetes in the workplace. I am so pleased to be joined today by two public health leaders in our community that are helping to make this goal a reality. Joyce Hof is a health program representative with the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services Bureau of Cancer and Chronic Disease Control, and Kim Throw is Association Director of Community Health for the Gateway Region YMCA. Joyce and Kim, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. And Joyce, I know we wanted to start today's conversation by setting a foundation around why diabetes is such an important condition for us to be paying attention to. So, would you mind uh, starting us off by talking about why this is such a a critical health issue in Missouri as well as in the United States?
1: Yeah, so diabetes really has become a major health issue in our country and in our state. Um, Working with the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, we tend to focus in at the state level and about one in ten Missourians have diabetes and one of the more startling figures is that one in five don't even know they have it. So we have a lot of people walking around um, Missouri not even knowing that they have diabetes. And so that can be really concerning, not only because of the disease itself, but it comes with a lot of complications too. Um, Oftentimes people develop diabetes and then are at increased risk for other health conditions, things like heart disease, stroke, kidney failure, blindness, limb amputation. So some pretty serious conditions can come along with diabetes. And being that right now we're in the middle of this COVID-19 outbreak, um, having diabetes is a risk factor for developing that as well. And so it's just so, so important for people to understand if they are at risk, understand if they're developing some of those symptoms and to make sure they're going to their doctor getting it diagnosed and doing whatever they can to prevent and or manage the disease
0: It definitely sounds like from an individual perspective this can have a a significant role in a person's life um, and their health status from the employer level why do you think organizations and businesses need to be focusing on diabetes
1: well, I'm sure all of our employers listening are concerned about the health of their employees as individuals. You know, we all want our, our coworkers, our employees to be healthy, to be happy. And of course, in those cases, they're going to be more productive, miss less days of work um, and those types of things. But there's also a high, high cost to diabetes as well. And so, um, you know, across the country, diabetes costs over $327 billion in total medical costs and lost work and wages. And so that can really hit the bottom line of an employer who is investing in healthcare for their employees. And one in four of those healthcare dollars are being spent on diabetes care. And so somebody who has diabetes typically is gonna have over twice as high um, healthcare costs as somebody who isn't. And so that's where I think employers can really come in and start to shift their focus. If they can focus more on the prevention side, helping those already diagnosed with better managing their condition, hopefully shift some of those dollars to prevention and, and management versus that high, high cost of, uh, of, of, you know managing the disease as well as those uh, those complications and all of the health expenses that go with it insulin other medications those types of things
0: those are some really startling and large numbers uh, to be paying attention to but it does sound promising that you say there are some uh, ways in which individuals um, as well as organizations can help to manage diabetes do you been touching on a few of those best practices
1: of course so we know that um, there's a lot that you can do to better manage diabetes so working with a healthcare professional is going to be really really important and that's part of why those people who have it and don't know it they're not working with a healthcare professional or the ways that would be diagnosed and so um, that healthcare professional can really help them with education um, and other types of things you know medications, prescriptions, um, medication adherence, those types of things. Um, But then when it comes down to it, our lifestyles can go a long, long way in better managing diabetes as well. So thinking about things like eating healthy, staying active, uh, those can really help as well. One of the best things that um, is really highlighted by the CDC is called Diabetes Self Management Education Supports. And so this is often shortened to DSMES. But this is really kind of considered the gold standard evidence based approach. So there's science behind this, there's a ton of research behind it that really shows that this is one of the best things, um, education wise, that individuals can do to help learn about how to better manage their condition. And so these are individualized. Um, Sometimes it's a a group support meeting, but um, the program is very individualized as far as including topics around healthy eating, physical activity, medication usage, and then also those complications that I talked about, how to prevent, detect, and manage um, some of those other issues that might pop up and so I think it's really important for individuals to understand and employers to understand that there are programs out there like this. Um, they're they're taught by well-educated credentialed professionals and um, unfortunately they're not very highly utilized at this point and so I think the more we can educate folks to understand that Um, These programs are out there. They can reach out and get help. Oftentimes these are covered by insurance. Medicare covers them. Um, It's just real important to know that they exist, how to find them and, um, and get involved in them.
0: Great, and and thus far we've been focusing on diabetes, which we know to be a chronic and debilitating condition. Uh, But another disease that we're learning more about now is prediabetes. Could you go into what exactly prediabetes is and and how prevalent that is in Missouri?
1: So prediabetes is that state before someone is diagnosed with diabetes. And so they might uh, go in to see their doctor, have some blood work done, and be told that they're within that pre-diabetes stage. So their blood glucose is starting to increase, not quite high enough to be diagnosed with diabetes just yet, but they're kind of trending towards that. And so it's real important for individuals to recognize when they're in this state, because we know that there are things they can do at that point to help prevent from developing full-blown diabetes. And so Missouri falls right along with the rest of the country where about one in three Missourians have prediabetes. And just like half of the people who have diabetes don't know that they have it, actually eight out of 10 who have prediabetes don't know that they have it. So again, we have to build this awareness so that folks understand if they are at risk, um, what they can do, see their doctor, know their numbers, so that they can start to work on some of those things to prevent from getting diabetes. And are there some risk
0: factors that people should keep in mind uh, that might make them more likely to develop prediabetes?
1: Absolutely, so things like being overweight can really increase your risk, having a family history of diabetes, being physically inactive, and our age as well, being 45 or older. And One of the best things you can do is um, take a risk assessment. There's one available at www.reverseyourrisk.com. That's our uh, Missouri site. Um, you can take a risk assessment there and have, find all, all kinds of other information as well. Um, But it's important to take that risk assessment. It'll prompt you through some of those questions about those risk factors, and you'll see a score at the end, and that'll help you identify if you're at risk. And if so, then you should seek some medical attention to see if maybe you are um, in that prediabetes range.
0: Excellent, Uh, great resource to keep in mind. And, you know, we've talked about just how expensive um, diabetes is as a condition uh, and how much it can impact a person's health. So I imagine that if people could prevent diabetes um, from happening in the first place, um, that would be a really exciting possibility. Uh, Is that something that you're seeing uh, as an option for folks, especially those that maybe think they might have prediabetes or maybe at risk of diabetes?
1: absolutely so several years ago some a study was done uh kind of led by the cdc to develop or or, i'm sorry to identify what if anything could help us prevent diabetes as they saw these numbers rising across the country um, they needed to find out what can we do to stop this or slow it and so a lot of resources and research was put into Um, developing the National Diabetes Prevention Program because what they found was that making some lifestyle changes greatly reduced risk of developing diabetes even more so than going on medication. Um, In in our country a lot of times we look to the medication kind of that quick fix what can I do to, to prevent this Um, disease from happening, but making some simple lifestyle changes really had a larger effect than going on medication. So again, those things like being active, um, eating a healthy diet, uh, making sure that your weight is under control. And so just by doing some of those things, you're able to better reduce your risk of developing diabetes. And so that led the CDC to create the National Diabetes Prevention Program, And that program is all about um, a small group, a supportive coach to kind of introduce some of those different lifestyle changes and support and motivate you in making those changes. Because we all know that Making healthy lifestyle changes, it's not always fun. We wish it was, right? But being more active, eating the right things, it can, be, it can be difficult. It can be stressful. And so this program was really built to support individuals in making those choices. It breaks it down into small, effective steps one by one. And um, the overall result is that the program itself has been proven to reduce new cases of diabetes by up to 58%.
0: Wow, that's a really impressive result. And I think you're right, Joyce, that we all know that healthy eating and physical activity and stress management play such a huge role when it comes to disease prevention. Uh, But sometimes it can just be helpful to have a peer group of support uh, and have someone that is trained uh, within some of these lifestyle change uh, factors to be able to kind of guide you along in that process. So I can see where the diabetes prevention program would have a really positive impact. Uh, when it comes to employers and organizations how do you see them in actually connecting their employees to some of these resources so that they can prevent diabetes
1: i think it's so important for employers to help encourage and create that culture of health with their employees most of us spend most of our time at work and so if there's healthy choices available. If there's programs and resources available for us to, to support us in making these healthy choices, it's gonna make it that much easier. And so there the great news is there are a ton of resources around the National Diabetes Prevention Program. Um, there are organizations um, such as our local YMCA in the St. Louis area that, that offer the program. Um, many organizations will even bring it on site to the employer which makes it a little bit easier for employees to attend Um, there's virtual programs as well and so for those folks who prefer to interact maybe on the computer or can't quite make it to an in-person class there's still options to interact in a program with other individuals through video and in teleconference um, and those types of technologies And um, I think the biggest thing is just for employers to be aware that um, there's, you know, there's programs out there that can help and help connect their employees to them. This program, um, in a lot of cases, is already covered by insurance. And so that could be a question for employers to ask their insurance provider if this is a covered benefit. Um, And if not, find out how it can be. Can your insurance company add it? Um, What would that look like? Um, You could, employers can partner directly with a program provider to cover the cost of the program for employers. Um, So there's, there's ways to, to make it happen. One of the, one of the important stats is that the National Diabetes Prevention Program on average costs about $450 per participant for the year long program. Um, but if you compare that to diabetes the cost is approximately two thousand seven hundred dollars per individual for just the first year of treatment and so that's quite a cost savings when it comes to looking at you know would i rather pay 450 dollars to get somebody involved in a, a health program versus 2700 to deal with the um, you know the, the health issues that they're already e- experiencing um, so I think, you know, when it comes to the dollars, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Great. Right. And I know that you all as well have some resources on, uh, www.coveragetoolkit.org, uh, which can provide some step-by-step guidance for employers that are looking to see how they can have this program covered for their employees and even do some cost savings calculations as well for their organization.
1: Yeah. And that can be a great place to start. Um, It's very interactive. A lot of great tools on there. If you have questions about how to get started or, you know, what the program is or what it looks like or, you know, how much could my company potentially save. um, That's a great resource.
0: Wonderful. And as you mentioned, there are many providers across the country that are offering this program uh, in, in different formats. Uh, how can employers look to see who might be available within their local region, uh, or maybe as a virtual program, especially as many of us are working from home right now?
1: Yeah, so the website www.reverseyourrisk.com is a great place to start. Um, the Department of Health and Senior Services hosts that website for for the public and for employers, for healthcare providers. We have sections for each of those uh, demographics. And so that's a great place to go to see um, who's offering the program um, in Missouri, whether it's in-person, whether it's virtual, and um, you can get connected to the program that makes the most sense for you. And that's a great
0: segue to our uh, next uh, speaker for today's uh, interview. Uh, Kim, I know the Gateway Region YMCA is one of the local organizations within the St. Louis region that has been offering this diabetes prevention program. Uh, Can you talk a little bit more about how long you've been doing that and and what's included um, in the YMCA program offering?
2: Absolutely, Lauren. So the Gateway Region YMCA has been offering the YMCA's Diabetes Prevention Program, which is a part of the National Diabetes Prevention Program that Joyce is speaking to since about 2016. So we are about five years in to offering this program. And essentially, the Diabetes Prevention Program is a year-long program in which participants start out by meeting once a week, with their cohort and then as they get further into the program it starts to taper off as we see them build some of these self-efficacy tools and they get really more comfortable with their own lifestyle change we try to to wean them off that social support a little bit so they can feel empowered uh, that you know these lifestyle changes are sustainable and so you meet for a little you you meet bi-weekly by you know once a month for the remainder of the year Uh, but really the overall goals of our program are to increase their physical activity minutes and then decrease their body fat percentage and so we really do that by focusing on as Joyce said lifestyle change that is sustainable things that participants are going to feel comfortable doing on their own terms and integrating into their own lives and a lot of that really does focus on some of these preventative measures, such as healthy eating, finding you know finding foods that are nutritious that you can that work with your lifestyle, your family's lifestyle, things that are accessible to and affordable for you, as well as finding a way of moving your body in a consistent way that really uh, that fits into your schedule and fits into your lifestyle. So that is really uh, the bulk of the program is just focusing on guiding these participants through this lifestyle change journey.
0: Wonderful. And if someone is looking to get involved in the program and and wants to participate in person, uh, where and when are some of these different uh, uh, connections happening between the coaches and the support groups and the participants?
2: So I think one of the really fantastic things about our program offering is that we're really flexible in that regard. And a lot of where and when and how is really uh, contingent upon the participants and we're really know we we recognize how difficult that lifestyle changes right you know again if if eating healthy and exercising and doing all of these things was easy everybody would do it (laughs) you know and we we know that that's not the world we live in so we have 25 branches across Missouri Southern Illinois we've got branches as far out as Washington Missouri we've got you know we've got one down in Jefferson County and so we're open to hosting them at any of those locations you know but one of the best things and i think especially a benefit uh to the employers that are listening today is that we're really willing to to take it wherever it needs to be i think that you know being community-centered is really you know a focus of, of what this program does and so if it makes the most sense for us to bring this program to to a work site um, you know and, and bring it to employers during lunch hours or right after work or before work we're able to do that we have that flexibility you know the curriculum nothing about the curriculum requires that it's within the four walls of a YMCA branch and I think that a lot of it is you know it's it's very flexible we can we can do it wherever whenever um, you know right now we've really been focusing on of, of course you know get outside of the current circumstances, you know, bringing it to, um, you know, the the underserved populations and underserved communities, but when it comes to employer groups, there's really just a world of, of possibility
0: and that flexibility is so key like you said you know I, we've talked with so many organizations and, and some of those greatest barriers to participation does uh come down to uh the location and the timing and just how convenient it is especially for a full-time or our part-time working employee. so um fantastic that um there is some uh, flexibility and kind of customization that can happen in there
2: yeah absolutely And and kind of as as you were both speaking to earlier you know this is this is a really phenomenal opportunity for employers in the sense of we know that employers benefit from a healthy workforce, of course. And not only that, they're really uniquely positioned to influence their employees' health in this day and age. And taking those two things into account, but also realizing you know, our workforce is aging um, and people are tending to work longer, but we also have multiple generations in the workforce. So we have a very, very diverse workforce right now. We also know that the unfortunate reality is many people are at risk for, for prediabetes and developing diabetes a lot earlier in life. So all of those things really coupled together, uh, it, it, it has made us realize that it really is important for us to, to get connected with employers to offer these pro, this, this program in a way that is sustainable for the participants and fits into their lifestyle, especially um, amongst this working age.
0: So I know one question that some of the employers might have, um, as well as participants uh, individually, is is what results can be expected from the program, and how are those results being measured over time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we track uh, the two main programmatic outcomes that we track through this program are physical activity minutes. So the goal is to get participants exercising about 150 minutes a week. Of course, it's great if it's more than that um and then we also want them to lose about 5 to 7% of their body fat. So we we do weekly weigh-ins and we do, we have them track their food through food, log, food logs and the coaches provide them with feedback as they you get a better understanding of what their diet looks like and we empower them with with certain nutritional tools in the you know when it comes to tracking fat or figuring out how to better and more accurately measure portion sizes and, you know, things of that variety. Um, Really what employers can expect is that they're going to end up with a workforce that is healthier. Um, Just overall, you know, if you're eating healthier and you're eating, you know, better portion sizes and you're cutting out processed foods, you're going to feel better. You're going to be more effective when it comes to, you know, not only your personal life, but your professional life. And also, you know, we know that, an increase in exercise, we see a plethora of things that are, you know, tied to that that extra benefit in your life. So I think um, employers can expect that we can achieve those outcomes with them through the scope of the program, and we we track those. Um, you know, we are really flexible when it comes to providing this information back to employers. Uh, you know, we have access to all that data when we need it, and so it's really easy for us to send reports over to employers and say, hey. This is how your cohort is doing. This is where they're at when it comes to, you know, the percent of body fat that they've lost, or, you know, of course, at the aggregate level, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be great if we sent like individual employees like information over, and, like, hey, like your employees lost 20 pounds, but, um, you know, we do have this depth of of information, and I think, you know, some of the the costs that Joyce was speaking to earlier, it's really, uh, I think it's pretty easy to see the results.
0: And I'm so glad you mentioned kind of the aggregate piece. I know that's a big concern for employees and organizations around, you know, privacy and confidentiality of data. So um, good to know that uh, they'll, they can expect reporting to kind of follow along with those guidelines. And I think that just gives reassurance to, to the participants, you know, if their employer is going to be the one sponsoring this type of a program. uh, That they're truly getting the help they need, um, but it's not going to infringe on uh, any of their privacy concerns either.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a, a line that we're all learning to toe now better than ever. Uh, but of course, when it comes to patient confidentiality, that is always at the forefront of everything we do. But we also recognize that employers really want to know that the, the things that they're paying for, the things that they've made an effort to connect their employees to are actually going to be beneficial for them
0: exactly it's all about providing value back as well for that investment um so you know I, we've talked a lot about the the business case for this um, and how impactful the diabetes prevention program can be how does employer that employer then get connected with the ymca if they're ready
2: to take action so as we kind of joyce has kind of touched upon really well earlier there are a handful of options if an employer is really interested in working with us to offer the program so The first is that we can simply just work with them to promote the program to their employees. We can give them the marketing material, they can post flyers, they can really just try to get their employees to understand the benefit of enrolling in it. And if we get enough interest, we could do a cohort on site. But in that case, the employees themselves are paying for the program. And as Joyce said, the cost of the program is about $450, a little bit less. but certainly, that is an option for employers who are really, really interested and passionate about it, but maybe don't necessarily have the financial wherewithal that they feel like they can uh, afford to pay for it for their employees at this moment. So another option is they can be, you know, they can direct, they can be a direct payer. So they can actually work with us to agree on a set number of participants, or you know, agree to pay that fee for each participant, um, you know, in order for them to participate in the program. And that's another really good option. And we do see a lot of our, um, you know, the cohorts that we've run in the past with employers, you know, we do see that that's very common. Um, And, you know, we are happy to work with them for them to understand, you know, especially I think that, um, you know, speaking to the cost of preventing diabetes versus the cost of managing diabetes, I think is a really powerful way to frame that. I think that Joyce hit the nail on the head with that. Um, You know, there also is, of course, this option of the employer going to their insurer and figuring out what that relationship might look like. And if there is an opportunity for it to actually be covered through the employer's insurance, which we are happy to work with um, employer groups on as well. So, you know, I think that all of that being said, certainly, um, you know, we are happy if, you know, we would be elated for people to reach out to us. They can send we have prevent diabetes at GWR. YMCA.org. That is our Diabetes Prevention Program email. They're welcome to shoot that email, a message, and just say, like, hey, I'm really interested. How can I get better connected? Um, You know, they're more than welcome to email me directly. I don't mind that whatsoever, and I love working with, um, you know, corporate wellness is a big passion of mine, so I'm really happy to work with them to, to figure it out as well.
0: Right and we'll definitely make sure that your contact information uh, along with Joyce's uh, is included with this podcast episode should anyone have any follow-up questions. Uh, It's just so exciting to hear how many different promising opportunities Are available for businesses and their employees to take action uh, using resources through the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services, as well as the Gateway Region YMCA. Uh, Before we close out today's episode, uh, Joyce and Kim, any final thoughts or takeaways that you'd like to leave with our audience?
2: You know, I think I, I guess what I think of just given the present moment and the current, you know, the current times, I think that this is a really. A great opportunity to to take a pause and really realize how impactful that something you know that this program is not i wouldn't consider it to be really um it's not overly complicated i think what it does it does incredibly well and it helps build participants confidence in a way that really does create sustainable lifestyle change and i think that now is a better time than ever to really think through that and especially you know we we are all really thinking through this virtual delivery piece and trying to even find a way to make it more convenient um, for, for participants and for employers as well to provide the, this program to their employees. And I think knowing um, the excitement that surrounds you know this, this potential for an online option and really knowing how hard that DHSS has been working on it as well as the YMCA, um, I think that's something for employers to look forward to in the future. Uh, is is knowing that that's kind of on our horizon and that we're really excited to be working on that and, and sharing that with everybody in the future.
0: Excellent, and I think it, to your point that virtual is definitely uh, the, the pathway that we're looking to, so glad to hear that that's something that locally uh, is gonna be an increasing option.
1: Uh, Joyce, any other final thoughts on your end? Yeah, I think I would just add that um, we need to do something when it comes to diabetes in our country. We can't keep, um, you know, trending at the same level we are as far as diagnosed cases and the amount of money that's being spent on it. Or, you know, it's going to overwhelm our our healthcare system in in not too many years down the line. And so I think it's just so important to really do what we can to help support these individuals in making these changes. Um, You know, I wanna make sure people understand that we're not talking about a huge amount of change here. With the National Diabetes Prevention Program, um, a 7% weight loss can greatly reduce your risk. And so that's one thing that people don't always understand. A lot of times they think, oh, I have to lose 50 pounds, you know, 60 pounds, sometimes even more to even, you know, to, to get to where I wanna be, but as little as that 7% can really reduce the risk for diabetes, reduce the risk for other chronic health conditions, and really set them off on a, you know, a much better, better path of health for the future.
0: That's a perfect way to sum things up. And I think it really leaves us on an optimistic note uh, about just how much impact uh, we can have moving forward. So Joyce and Kim, I just wanna thank you again for joining me on today's episode. We're really excited to be working with you to defeat diabetes in our community and look forward to engaging uh, our employer partners as well as their employees in all of these efforts.
2: Thank you so much, Lauren. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. We're really excited to to be working with everyone as well.
0: Thank you for listening to the Be Health Connected podcast. For additional episodes or to learn more about employer resources available through the St. Louis Area Business Health Coalition, please visit www.stlbhc.org.